Welcome to Sattva Himalayan Wisdom. In this specially edited introduction to Anand's latest book, Liberation, an interpretation of Ishta Upanishad, he explores the meaning of the opening mantra. When we look at the whole expanse of this, that landscape of the Upanishads, which are the crowning jewel of the Vedas, one of the Upanishads that really stands on its own is Isha Vashya. And one of the reasons that it stands out is because of this brilliant mantra. Om Purnamada This is a great invocation, a great declaration of the whole Vedantic teaching right here. The Vedantic worldview is expressed brilliantly within this mantra. The fullness of all dimensions of reality, whether manifest or unmanifest. Purnam meaning complete, whole. Every Upanishad, every Upanishad has a different invocation, a mantra, at the beginning. That mantra gives us a clue as to what particular Upanishad is going to reveal to us, what it's going to share with us. You see, what we are exploring in this Upanishad is the fundamental nature of reality. And this mantra itself is a declaration, a clue into the nature of reality. And it invites us to a deep level of equanimity. That is a prerequisite when we enter the exploration onto the fundamental nature of reality. If you enter with any level of prejudice, any level of attachment to a certain position, then you are prone to come out having misunderstood it. That is why it starts with the declaration about the absolute perfection of all that there is. It is to invite us to a deep level of equanimity. 
we are moving in the direction of knowledge and we are exploring this knowledge not because there is something wrong that we need to fix but because it is fundamental purpose of existence it is not based on any level of self-hatred it is not based on any level of not being enough it is because the natural expression of being in the relative field of reality is to evolve on the transcendent level there is wholeness and from that wholeness emerges the relative field of boundaries in time and in this field the purpose is evolution progressive change one can experience a profound peace just in the chanting of this mantra we find that the power of mantra lies in how the sound is structured it doesn't cease to amaze ever the way the sound is composed and the chanting of this sound of this mantra creates a certain response from the physiology that is in the direction of calmness inner peace as i've said if we approach this vedantic knowledge with any level of stress any level of attachment to a point of view we cannot access the true wisdom what we access instead is information and information does not have the value of liberation information has burdening value and that information can often breed stress as we can see in these times we as a culture and people are much more informed than preceding generations we don't necessarily find ourselves wiser more peaceful or happier just more information does not equal wisdom so this invocation is one of the great vedic mantras it contains the whole philosophical understanding of the vedas it declares that the creator is embedded in the creation the clockmaker is in the clock the clockmaker did not make the clock and then leave on some holiday the clockmaker is in the workings of the clock purnamada purnamidam is really directly pointing at that this is that and that is this this is full and that is full and even though this full has come out of that full that full is still full and that's why purnam is also name another name for zero if you take zero out of zero zero still remains in the relative field of reality cause and effect have a very specific relationship the cause undergoes a change while it produces a result like when the matchstick which is a cause of the fire to create the flame the matchstick goes through a change so to in the relative field of reality the cause as it produces an effect will change and that change that force 
that creates that change is then absorbed by the effect. The change itself is absorbed. The value of the change is directly proportional to the absorptive power of the effect. The effect absorbs the change and that is what when further propels the onward movement of the effect. This continuity of change is what we call time in the relative field. But when we, so within the relative field, if we ask, what is cheese made of? We say it's made of milk. What is the clay pot made of? It is made up of clay. So in the relative field, when we ask what is something made of, we come to a material cause of it to a simpler expression. But if we ask the question, what is everything made of? Then the answer is not material. It is immaterial. As we see at the source level, at the which is subtler than the material reality perceived by us, the source that produces this change, or rather the source that expresses into this relative field of reality, does not undergo change. When the subatomic particles burst into existence, that dimension from where they burst into existence remains outside the domain of measurement. It maintains its changeless nature. The wholeness remains whole. So that fundamental cause, that fundamental source does not undergo change. The cause remains changeless. It is important for us to realize that that dimension of being, that omniscient, omnipotent dimension of being is changeless. That dimension of existence is subtler than space and time. It is not locatable in space and time. All space and time emerge from it. They are all fully part of that emergence. So even though the creator is in the creation, there is a dimension within the creation, there is a dimension within that source which is prior to the relative expression prior to space-time, prior to boundaries. The fundamental nature of existence is not something that can be held or grasped. That's the challenge that in the current times science is beginning to confront. How are the subatomic particles coming in and out of existence from a great void, a dimension that cannot be measured? And what is that dimension? Here the Vedic seers call it Purnam, Purnamadaha. It maintains its changeless nature and yet it shows up on the level of what we perceive as change. It is perceived as changing while maintaining its changeless nature. This is whole and that is whole. 
When one can really begin to realize that, then there is an incredible level of freedom which arises in the heart of the seeker, of the practitioner, of the one genuinely interested in understanding. When one can really grasp this understanding, one realizes that there is the whole that exists. What is arising is a play on the surface of it. And of course that play has to be respected, it has to be honored, it has to be treated as real. And that is what is explored in the rest of the Isha Upanishad. We honor it. We are deeply grounded in the knowledge that this phenomenal reality, with its continuous change, with its life and death, losses and challenge, is just on a certain level of experience, on a certain level of perception. It has to be treated with great respect, yes. But if the awareness only knows this to be the fundamental nature of reality, then it suffers incredible pain. This reality is impermanent. In the relative field of reality, impermanence is the law. What is the relative field of reality? Time. In time, everything is impermanent. So that which is impermanent only exists within a certain parameter. Outside of the parameter, it does not have any existence. So what does exist is that which is eternal. Or that which is permanent. It is the whole that rises up and then falls back into the whole. Rises up and falls back. The wave rising up and merging back into the sea. The seer of the Isha Upanishad really wants us to understand the fundamental, this fundamental truth of life. If we can just know this, then we are at ease with ourselves. We can encounter pain, but within that pain we have the ability to be, to discover love. Because life is challenging no matter who we are. Challenges in the relative field of reality are a given. But once you realize the great play of it, then you can enjoy the movie, even the horror movie. Once you know it is a movie, even the movie which is scary can be, can be fun. But for you to fully enjoy any movie, you first have to believe at that moment it is real. If you're sitting in a movie, you have to suspend your disbelief, get invested in the characters and have a certain level of emotional involvement. There has to be that juice, that rasa. That juice of life will not flow if you don't invest even in something as funny as Superman. You see, the guy wearing his underwear over his life. You have to believe in the reality of Superman to enjoy the movie. To enjoy any movie, you have to commit to what's happening on the screen to get the best experience. This fine balance in you, investing in the movie as being real while simultaneously knowing it's not, is what gives it any value. 
and when the movie is over you go out and it doesn't matter if it was tragic or disturbing or funny you can still appreciate it this life that we are living right now is like that a work of art for you to live it fully you have to believe it's real just like the movie if it does not feel real you will not really live it you will not play the part and then the life will cease to have its meaning when you meditate on this mantra a silence is reached the thoughts are silenced and what you are left with is a great experience of this play of life with all its varied emotions challenges laughters and tears the yin to the yang and the yang to the yin in the vedic teachings when it we say that this is an illusion the seers are not saying that we should treat it as if it is nothing that's a mistake we don't recommend to fall into that trap it is important that you realize it's an illusion but then you act as if it is real because if you act as if it's not real that's ignorance the wise one knows it is not real yet acts as if it is the only thing that exists this is whole this moment is whole this person is whole this is infinity hiding within every finite expression for only the infinite exists the finite has no existence it is nothing but points within the infinite what we call finite has no independent existence no isolated existence different from the infinite a wave in the ocean has no existence without the ocean it is the ocean that is the wave it is a big mistake to think that the wave has an existence independent of the ocean it has no existence whatsoever only the ocean exists that ocean rises up as a wave what does the wave hide within it the ocean itself the infinity of the ocean is hiding at the base of the wave so from that infinite field emerges the field of relative reality from the whole arises a randomness and from that randomness order is again birthed a unified whole being an individual walking talking having emotions feelings sensations arises as an expression of that being within the relative field of reality what exists is the whole it is wholeness that exists that is the only thing that exists and this is the whole playing within itself once that deep knowing is there then we can keep returning to it within ourselves and what we find is a progressive realization of wholeness that's evolution what we call evolution is the progressive realization of the isness the progressive realization of our wholeness the finite gaining more and more infinity within its own consciousness field all evolution is the evolution of being evolution of self within time it's brilliant isn't it
such insight so elegantly expressed purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudashyate in the 18 mantras that follow the deepest teaching is there a deep philosophy of life is there a deep view not just philosophy a deep view of life is there an incredible insight everything falls into place when we begin to see this when you begin to awaken to this level of knowingness when your awareness is enlivened at that level where this knowledge becomes alive in you then everything starts to fall into place that gives you the guts to truly live your life it gives you the guts to to watch the whole movie it gives you the guts to experience the whole range of emotions all the feelings and to be the hero in your own journey without this knowledge of wholeness of your own wholeness you remain a tragic figure it feels real and then where does it all go all these moments where do they go all those dilemmas which seemed so important just pause and look at your life should i shouldn't i what were all the problems all of it so real where does it all go where do all the bodies that we see every day where do they all go where do the people we have known go they go nowhere they simply remain here because only here exists only the whole exists and every expression is nothing but an expression of the whole that is why everything is a spark of eternity every human being is eternal every soul is eternal only the whole exists and if only the whole exists then the whole cannot end it has no end it has no beginning all beginnings and endings are within the whole the whole itself has no beginning or end you see beginnings and endings are only within a certain level of perception time is at a certain level of perception the being the self with a capital s is subtler than time it doesn't exist at the level of time it's not after time it's before time and it is not sitting somewhere else it is just here because here is the only thing that exists all that exists is within this hereness of consciousness everything else is movement within it experiences within it that is why this great upanishad starts with this invocation and the following 18 mantras really open up the brilliance of the teaching the diamond is faceted from all aspects it is explored fully all doubts are removed the profound truth this profound truth this exploration into the nature of reality is very clearly expressed this mantra reveals 
itself as you be with it. There are only 18 mantras here in this Upanishad, packed with great depth. If I am that, and that is the only thing that exists, then that all that exists is me. I am ultimately eternal, timeless presence. And yet I am also the one who is born, and I am also the one who dies. I am also the one who is never born and never dies. I am also the one who struggles and who cries, yet I am the eternally blissful. And I am also in all the tears, Purnamada, Purna Midam. Whenever you find your mind getting worried about all the characters in your movie, all the roles you have to play, you see, then maybe chant this mantra and just be with it and let all the thoughts be deleted. Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamadashate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishate Move your awareness in the man direction of this mantra and delete all thoughts. It is only wholeness exists from that wholeness. This relative wholeness emerges. And even though this whole has come out of that whole, that whole is still whole. In its emptiness. The great seers of the Yogvedantic tradition have declared it. And this Upanishad is a great invitation for us to gain that deep understanding of the nature of self and nature of reality and then to verify it ourself on the level of our own experience thank you liberation an interpretation of ishta upanishad is now available in paperback and on kindle from amazon